Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Online Friend Simulator because everyone could use a friend, even online. I am Francis, aka the other guy, and the next couple of episodes are going to be special convention style episodes as I discuss, talk about, and even turn into subjects the two conventions I've been to in the last few weeks. First one for this particular episode will be WonderCon. I'm talking about WonderCon here, and then the following episode, the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. So we have stuff to look forward to, I hope, for you all. It's been a while since I've done, not done an episode, but you know what's new? That seems to be my MO, right? <laughs> I think to do this every couple of weeks, and then life just gets ahead of me, and I don't get a chance to do it. Like next week, I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to be out of town, so I won't be able to do anything. I'm going to be able to actually record a show. So hopefully this will be good here. Uh, we can, one can only hope, of course. Anyway, hi, everyone. Hope everyone is doing well. Really do appreciate that you're tuning in, in again. This is, of course, the show where you get to find, hopefully, a friendly voice in a world that's ever, ever growing more unfriendly. And it's weirdly evident in how the internet treats people and how the pu well, I don't know, but I don't know about the public actually. Public personas are actually very nice, usually. We're usually people who don't like to rock the boat when we're face to face with other individuals. So I don't think we actually experience that much when it's just us in the world around us. So I guess we don't have to worry too much about that. But hopefully you aren't experiencing that. Hopefully you're experiencing wonderful things from people being treated well by folks all around you. That, that'd always be good. Um, I know that I have. So let's go ahead and start off with, of course, even though this is a convention special, uh, which is going to be the main topic, let's go ahead and just, you know, Talk about what's going on with me, shall we? If I can find the cue. <laughs> the cue. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Well, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, I flew back from Philadelphia this past weekend. Right now it's the 18th of April. I flew over back uh the midnight, I flew back um, from Philadelphia, actually like 9 o'clock over there, arriving here at around 2.30 because of delays and all sorts of stuff. Now, mind you, delays are terrible, right? Flight delays are the worst. I mean, they just ruffle people's feathers, but I actually had the least amount of trouble as my cohorts had like longer delays and plane exchanges and uh, it was it's just it was terrible it was just a bad night for flight so hopefully my vacation doesn't have a similar experience but wow that was rough i i felt for them um of course i was working at the time uh with only an hour and a half of sleep so <laughs> i felt for them as much as i could 
Um, this episode, of course, is going to be a little bit of me being exhausted. Um, I'm still trying to recover from that. I don't believe it's jet lag because, in all honesty, I just haven't been sleeping much. I've been trying to do so much stuff. I did No Ordinary Nerd um, the Monday I returned, <laughs> right after that. Hour and a half of sleep, eight hours of work, and then a show. Then Tuesday... I was packing, I think, or getting ready. I don't remember what I was doing, but I was out of it. Wednesday, I did the uh, season finale of of Super Geeked Up. And then today, Thursday, uh, I finally finished packing all my clothing, trying to figure out a secondary bag for all the rest of my stuff. I mean, I'm trying to pack light for a big trip. And we're going to see, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, I can pack everything in a way that I don't have to worry too much about rolling um, luggage all over the place uh, while I'm at my destination. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow, it's been it's it, it's been a while since I've had to talk about uh, WonderCon, which is the topic I'm going to be talking about today about how I'm doing. And under that again, will it be the topic at large? But WonderCon is a great. Look, WonderCon is one of my favorite conventions. I've been there since 2013, been going since 2013. So for the last six years, I've been attending WonderCon in some capacity, whether I'm an attendee or or maybe I'm going in as press, usually as press than anything else. Met a few people there, you know. Um, got to know some strangers through that convention and it's been a good experience ever since and this is the first year where i had two people with me i think three years ago i had another friend of mine a co a co-host at another podcast that i used to do called back when we were interesting i had shelly with me uh to keep me company then i had no ordinary nerd to keep me company it was me meeting them for the first time and then this time around my uh the host of points of interest podcast podcast where i'm a co-host he was here josh hawks was here at WonderCon, and it made the experience so much better it's amazing how a thing can be improved with just having a couple of your friends around and and these two shelly and and josh just made the con just that much better because we were doing content we were doing there's a video up on on the on the uh, YouTube page. Um, I think it's on the website. I'm pretty sure I put it on the website. If not, it will be up by the time you hear this. Um, but I, you know, I, I did. We did a lot of work. We did so much, and I still actually haven't put everything together. Two weeks out, <laughs> three weeks out now. I haven't even put everything together. So hopefully, I'll I'll be able to do that when I come back from from my trip. It's just so much. It's, it was just so much fun, and I got to reconnect um, with Wright Cow and his wife, and I got to see uh, uh, my benefactor for San Diego, Jeff Burns. Like these people are. I mean, I realize they might just sound, you know, their names, but these were people who, with whom I, you know, have a friendship with, and who, with whom I uh, share, you know, a bond with. Uh, the and it was very, very, very nice to to hang out with them and to spend time with them. Now, I want to do a quick review of WonderCon um, because I haven't done one in a while. Usually I do it in writing, but I want to do a quick review of WonderCon because it's, um, you know, it's a convention again that I've been attending for the last six years and, and Shelly brought up something 
that was very evident this past weekend that um, I really couldn't put into words in my previous attendances to this convention. But WonderCon is kind of the laid-back convention. Sure, it has big announcements. Sure, it has big names. I mean, they announced that Mark Hamill was the voice of Chucky. The uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. folk were there to show off uh, new clips from the new, from the upcoming season. Um, the cast of Dark Phoenix were there to show clips for the new movie. So, like, it's, it's, a, it's a step between, like, a, a small convention and San Diego Comic-Con with all of kind of the, the, tr- the, the trappings, I guess, of a San Diego, right? Like, it, it's, it's a part of the big international convention scene, but at the same time, you know, it's not overwhelming. Like, you don't have to feel like you need to be at everything. You don't have to be in lines. No lines, not a lot, not really big on the lines thing there. And, and that's a really nice experience, not having to be in lines to get into conventions and to get into conventions, sorry, to get into to halls or rooms and stuff to see panels and whatnot. So uh, that's a big difference. But it is probably the most relaxing convention you'll ever go to. Because the I think the emphasis is more on camaraderie and, um, I guess, connecting, I suppose. And I think it's also because it's a big cosplay convention. A lot of cosplay happened at this place because it's a kind of a beautiful venue, in all honesty. Um, the Los Angeles Convention Center is downtown LA and then like an empty like mezzanine area right before you get to the floors and stuff. So it's a really kind it's really industrial, right? Super industrial. But San but uh, but um and San Diego you know, has the convention, but then every inch of it is covered with other, like, outlets and companies trying to show off their latest ventures, right? It's just that. There's no there's no beauty to it, you know? It's, again, more utilitarian. While with with Anaheim, right across the street from... from Disneyland and downtown Disney, you have the Anaheim Convention Center, which has a beautiful, couple of beautiful fountains, a couple of them, just gorgeous fountains where people can just pose and, and set up and, and, and show off their cosplay goodness. Their months of months of hard work can be displayed in a beautiful color and scenery with the with the uh, with the WonderCon with Anaheim with the Anaheim Convention Center and again you're across the street from from downtown Disney and Disneyland so you know if you want a little bit of a distraction with the mouse you go just across the street and you're there but in all honesty it's it really is kind of a relaxed place and and some of the best pictures come from this convention they have like Palm trees, or not palm trees, trees, <laughs> trees and foliage, <laughs> you, know, you know, the fancy trees and foliage that people like to use for backdrops, which actually really work for a lot of these cosplays. Boom, right there. And it's available for people to, to, to use and take advantage of. And it's, it's just, um, it's just that kind of, the kind of place, you know, the, 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 the grounds are, like perfect for photo opportunities and just is but anyway uh as for panels panels vary 
um, from all sorts. Super Geeked Up was there live. Super Geeked Up Live was there to um, show off some improv. Luckily, I didn't have to do it to a live audience. I strictly do camera. <laughs> I strictly do, you know, the online version because I don't need to see a sea of faces be disappointed with my terrible improv. But um, it was really good this year. A lot of singing and dancing. If you're unfamiliar with Super Geeked Up, it is an improv show. So it's it's a it's like a, two improv actors or actors in general or, or guests come up with the again the the MC uh, Jeff Burns and they play a bunch of games and they get the audience involved and they ask geeky questions and stuff and it's a really super interactive and super fun experience that people seem to really enjoy. Um, and it's why I'm on his online version all the time as as a guest co-host. Or I don't know if I'm a regular co-host because I've been co-hosting for quite some time now. But maybe I am. I don't know. I'm on there all the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a really it's a really fun show for people to watch. But I, in all honesty, I didn't attend a lot of panels. I'm not gonna lie, didn't attend a lot of panels. I think that's really the only one I attended. Uh, most of that time was was again getting video and images and audio with. My good friend Josh El Hawkes. You know, the 303 Ninja. He was there and it was cool. I was so excited. So excited to show off like my part of town, right? Dude's from Denver, Colorado. So he, you know, and he has family in in different parts of, of California. But he's never been a part my part of the woods, my neck of the woods. And so to to be able to show off like parts of Anaheim and the revamped Disneyland park area, like was super cool for me. Like I never don't, I don't often get a chance to, to play tour guide to a friend. And this is all going to lead up to the topic of the week, but so, but you know, being able to show off a lot of, a lot of that was, was a lot of fun. And again, kind of, I think is a part of, it's weird to say this. I, it's, I'm not really, I, I, oh man, sorry. I feel like I'm hamstringing it into my, my review of WonderCon, but it's kind of part of what WonderCon is. Like WonderCon is the place where you get to meet your friends and hang out and do stuff. Again, that's how I met Shelly. It's how I met an ordinary nerd. It's how I met, you know, it's when Josh is first time there. Um, Jeff is there. Like there's these people, these, these people who I consider my friends who we all gather at this convention and San Diego, of course, but this one is the one where we don't have to be working 24 seven. Yeah. We may be getting contact content, but we're able to enjoy each other's company and enjoy kind of the convention itself. And like I said, the cosplay is key here. So much good cosplay happened at this convention. It is one of the best things about WonderCon is you get to see these people who, again, put their blood, sweat, and tears into these costumes and this prosthetics and these make this makeup, and just show off and just be cool and be and 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 be fun um, and do impromptu dance parties, which is my most favorite thing here. Is that there are. There, there's there's no elitism. There's no pompousness. There's no like I'm better than you. It's just you know what we're all having fun. Let's just put a boombox in the middle of a crowd and let's start dancing. Let's just just do all of this dancing stuff, and it's amazing. I mean, no joke. Just 
there was Judy Hopps, for instance, a cosplayer who who cosplayed as Judy Hopps, who just did like this random dance routine. I mean, of course, it's planned. She had her own boombox, I think, or somebody else's boombox, but she just started dancing. There was another group of Spider-Verse people who were just jumping around, having a good time, dan- dancing. A lot of dancing. No singing, weirdly enough. A lot of dancing. But it's part of what makes it so great. Um, I did, even though I didn't go to any panels, I did look at them. And I did mention a few of them, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like Dark Phoenix. There are those big television and movie panels. I think they had some for, like... Um, Oh, geez. I'm sure I think they had some DC ones. I know they had a cloak and dagger panel there. So there is that pop culture element. There's that television element here, but it, it, it's not to the, to the extent of San Diego, but you are able to find a seat at these, most of these panels are able to, to, you know, let, hear what, what's happening in these panel rooms. They're not gigantic. They're not cavernous, which is what makes it cool. And it's not just. TV, movies, pop culture. They do cosplay stuff. They do LGBTQ stuff. They do um, writing, artistry, voice acting. You name it, it's here. I think the only thing that they that these cons lack, and and it's not because of anything in particular, but I'm always surprised when they don't lack like a dating element to the convention. Um, Kamikaze, aka Stanley's Comic Con, aka Los Angeles Comic Con, has that element. Uh, usually of like a singles day, a geeks, single geeks, like a get together that they do every year. I don't think they did it last year though, but they usually have one that they do most years. And it's a great way for a bunch of singles to kind of meet and mingle. And I think that's, um, at least if the internet is any indication, single them is rampant. And so having that opportunity to meet other people is a, a, a is just a benefit for these conventions. Um, I don't know if necessarily speed dating is a benefit. I think speed dating is weird. But just, again, a kind of a non-threatening, non-pressure type of scenario where you just play a bunch of games with a bunch of other geeks and nerds and then connecting with a few of them, you know, uh, sharing info, sharing phone numbers or, 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 or Facebook mess- or Facebook names or Twitter handles or whatever. I think that's a good way to do it outside of just the friendship part that people seem to connect with. Having that romantic part, I think, is kind of a cool – it would have been a, a cool addition and I think the only thing missing from WonderCon. Overall, uh, it's a very safe con, a lot of security, a lot of um, police. There were do- sniffing dogs everywhere, um, making sure that we were safe, that we were taken care of. Uh, the protesters, the religious protesters were far away from the convention floor because there's the RFID, um, badges that everyone has. So they have to like more or less clock in, clock out type of deal. Like they have to tap the pass to get in, tap the pass to get out type of type deal. So it's a super safe con, you know, very comfortable. You don't have to feel, you know, you don't have to worry about, well, I shouldn't say you would have to, but you don't have to worry as much about any type of harassment or any type of uh, a fear uh, there. Usually, as far as I can tell, like I said, safe, comfortable convention. Um, on top of that, WonderCon, another thing that WonderCon does really, really well is they have a food truck row easily, easily accessible to the, the masses. I think how they even improved it more was they added tables and chairs. 
I know that sounds dumb, right? Like tables and chairs. Well, yeah, sure. They didn't have tables and chairs last year. You had to find like a nook or a cranny to sit in and eat. This year, they had tables and chairs that, of course, were full. I still had to find a nook and cranny to sit and eat, but at least there were more people who can sit comfortably and have a meal at these these crazy food food trucks. So that's a plus. If anything, that's a plus. Um, and lastly, I guess uh, the last thing I wanted to say about WonderCon is the after floor after the the place closes down life is pretty great because again you have Disneyland across the street um the Hilton is pretty much attached to the convention center i mean they have the the hospitality suite there where a woman who cosplays as Guinan treats you to some free snacks and free drinks a thing that i don't normally see at conventions i think san diego again because they're associated does it but i don't think other conventions have this kind of like hey we know you had a long con here have some chips and some dip and some some sodas to kind of uh, you know you know cool down and kind of wind down from a long day of of you know getting pictures signed and and whatnot and getting your selfies taken like relax now, mind you, this year was a little different because I believe – oh, I oh, I'm going to feel terrible because I'm disrespecting the, the, the dead here. But I believe it was the president of the committee for, for the Comic-Con had passed away recently, and they held the memoriam in the um, – in what they call 10 Forward, a.k.a. their their uh, hospitality suite. So that was a little awkward because I attended – with Josh and we're like maybe we should leave and it felt rude to leave because they were we were they were in the middle of like sharing stories I'm like oh I guess we're gonna stay and an hour later you know they were done but like it wasn't terrible obviously because it's a bit a memoriam you know you want to respect those who have passed and and everyone had a like they got regular attendees involved and everyone kind of had a story to tell about the convention and and the closer family members and, and friends had stories to tell about the person who had passed. So it was a very interesting experience, not your typical experience at the hospitality suite, but it's a great addition to, um, to a show that big, you know, to have a place to relax. And it is in a hotel where there's a bar and there's like a bunch of stuff where you can relax. So there's that. There's also a gaming room if you're into gaming and, um, a lot of people are into board games and stuff like that, so there's always that. But overall, WonderCon is my is hands down my favorite con to go to. I realize there's San Diego. I realize there's like Dragon Con, which I haven't gone to yet. But I mean, you know what I mean. If I were to pick a con that I could go to every year, and apparently I have because I've been to this convention every year. I have the um the uh, what do you call it the programs for each year to prove it, and I think I still have the badges for each year to prove it as well. Been this con every year, never miss it, never miss a year. It is by far, bar none, just one of the most fun, laid back, just cool conventions I go to. Never felt the never felt the pressure. So anyway, so that's one con. I hope that those uh, from out of state or in state, if they ever are looking for a good convention, decide to go there. I think it's a great time. And I would like to continue to see it happen every year. And attendance is key to make sure that happens every year. Um, but that's all for the coverage. I, I don't have, I mean, like I, I was going to talk about the show floor being like gigantic, you know, the size of 17 football fields or something. It was just huge with, with all sorts of vendors, artists and, and writers and stuff like that. But, you know, 
I mean, most show floors are like that. Maybe not this big, but a lot of show floors are are pretty, pretty good. Um, but yeah. So if you're at all interested, I say go, go, go. Please go, go, go. Um, so what is it? What is it? So what is the topic then? What am I talking about this week? Uh, I'm going to keep it brief because I have two shows to do. I have this one and my, um, my, uh, Great Philadelphia Comic Con. I'm like, what was the name of the con again? Great Philadelphia Comic Con, uh, topic to talk about. So, um, we'll just go from there, shall we? Um, so the one thing that I noticed about this convention specifically is the is the fact that um it's a comfortable place for people strangers to talk to one another now mind you i'm an online friend simulator i'm here to simulate what it's like to have a friend but i'm a disembodied voice for the most part i mean obviously i exist but you know you're listening to just a sexy disembodied voice (laughs) I don't know why I added that in, but that's what you hear. And so for you, that might not be enough. And I'm fairly certain I've, I've recommended in the past going to a convention to, to befriend people. And it is a really good place to do that because you're going to be around like-minded people, right? Like you're just going to be around like-minded people. You're just going to be around people of similar interests and culture, questions and cultures, I guess, but similar interests and similar uh, fandoms. And it seemed to really be the case here because you're, you know, even though you weren't in line to get into panels on the show floor, you're in line to get merch. Like people need to be in line to get merch, right? That we want the cool, exclusive you know pop vinyl or we want the exclusive comic book or we want the exclusive whatever t-shirt or something and so we'll wait in line for hours on end and you're going to want to talk to the people around you and again it's easy because the topic is quick they're they're cosplaying as goku hey you like goku huh boom instant conversation conventions do that you can't it's so much harder in the outside world you can't just go up to a stranger and be like so, Best Buy Polo, huh? Like, it doesn't quite work the same, you know? But there, you know, you can just, you you can just, uh, anywhere, just have a conversation about, like, you're both looking at the same, um, you know, Chun-Li figurine, right? And you're both complimenting on, like, wow, look at those thigh muscles. They can kill people with a single strike. Amazing. You can do that. I did that. I'm an introvert. I'm shy. I hate talking to people. It, it freaks me out unless I know them already, obviously. But boy, did it freak me out. And here I was, like, having conversations with randos. Not many, mind you, and didn't go anywhere. But I mean, I did for a couple of people. And that's a step ahead. That's a step forward for a lot of people, for introverts especially. Like, it's a step forward in the right direction. And look, don't get me wrong. I needed a break after this convention. All of the social interaction I had for this convention, I needed a break. And unfortunately, I'm not getting a break this time around for my last one, which is unfortunate. But oof, I needed a break. So, yeah, it was, it was, um, it, it was tough. But, you know, um, 
it did teach me something also that we're going to often fail at making friends, right? It's like dating, really, with less stakes. You're not trying to... I don't know if I was going to say bed the person you're talking with. You're just trying to be their friend um, or acquaintance, really, right? So we have to accept, much like dating, that finding new friends can be a win-loss scenario. And we have to be able to accept the failure of not being able to connect to people. And I think that's intimidating for a lot of folk, especially, I guess, the shy introverts. We're like, oh, we're going to fail? Then what's the point of trying? Well, the point of trying is because even, you know, you're not going to, you can't fail. Statistically, you can't fail 100% of the time. You just can't. At some point, you're going to meet somebody who you connect with, with whom you can share a common bond with. So don't be, you know, don't be afraid or try not to be. I I can't say don't because I think that's dumb. You can't just tell somebody don't do something because you just, obviously, you just, you know, it's not something that just, I'm, 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 I'm healed. I'm changed. Thanks. You you just told me not to be a thing. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm good. No, no, that's not how life works. So, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that you can take these words and be like, okay, well, I will try not to let the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, the fear keep me from doing certain things. And I think this is a convention, especially one that has that kind of balance. And I'm sure there's Wizard World conventions. I think Emerald City is another convention that where you can socialize in a way that doesn't feel too intimidating, right, with your other with your fellow geeks. So maybe that's another one. But but WonderCon, and it's been years since I've been to Emerald City, but WonderCon, I can definitely like pull examples from. You know, and every time you do fail, you know, just know that 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 you can't have a hundred percent fail rate. No one ever has a hundred percent fail rate. You can you can think you do, but no one has a hundred percent fail rate. Someone will speak with you. Anyway, ah. I'm exhausted. I don't know if I made any sense. I'm fairly certain I didn't. I do appreciate everyone for listening. Um, Before I go, uh, there was one thing that I wanted to bring up that was, again, kind enough uh, to be brought up by uh, my Cal Left Coast. Um, So I don't remember what I said. It's been a while. It's been about almost a month since I talked about this. But... Uh, he, uh, Raikau did, uh, talk about negative self-talk, which is something I talk about all the time. I have immense negative self-talk. Uh, it has been in me since I was a child, but he says to, to negative self-talk might be part of being Filipino. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I know, I don't think, uh, uh, negative self-talk is, is, is relegated to race, but let's continue on because I know where he's coming from. I think the term is hia, hia. I hope I'm pronouncing it properly. Shame. Also, growing up Catholic, we are taught we are sinners and thus we are naturally wrong. That through our works we become less wrong, but because we are naturally sinners, it keeps us looking, uh, keeps us looking down on ourselves. I am very fortunate to have a caring and giving spouse who helps me cope when I am down, sick, or having a bad day. It's always good to have, um, one of the, one of the things I miss most about having a, a significant other was that she was there up until the, well, before, except for the end, but, before then, 
she was always there to help me, you know, cheer up. She held me like she, if I was crying or something, or if I was having a bad day or if I had a breakdown, you know, she was there to make sure that I stayed in one piece. So I can totally appreciate the power of a significant other. That's for sure. But um, I, I get where he's coming from with the Filipino thing. Uh, culturally, whether it be a, a Spanish background, which Filipinos are part of, or an Asian background, which also Filipinos are a part of, that there is that um, that built-in guilt of not being good enough, right? You know, the, the big uh, meme for many years when it was socially acceptable was um, Asian parents being mad at their kids for getting a B in school or an A- minus or something, and then, like doing some kind of insane punishment for, for getting a, 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 a weaker grade that isn't all that weak, you know? Um, I think that's a trope of, of Asian families and Asian communities. I think you can't escape that. Um, but does help. I think it does. Yeah, sure. I, I think it does affect how people perceive themselves and whether or not they have negative, negative self-talk or, or are depressed. Um, Catholics for sure. <laughs> Religion is a huge, huge um, way to manipulate the masses, right? Like it, it gives you a set of rules. It tells you what you can and can't do. And if you want to be good at it, you follow those rules. You follow those sanctions. Um, you don't have to, but then you're, as, as was pointed out by Raikau, you become a sinner. And makes you feel more guilty. So I can totally appreciate that. The other thing he wrote on here, which I never under, I don't think I ever got the context to it, which I think I am good with or not good with. I'm not sure, but Gadget Hack Ranch, which is of course the the uh, the mouse from um, Chippendales Rescue Rangers. I don't know what the context of that is. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. But uh, thanks for that, right, Cal? I know I had a sound bite, but again, I'm exhausted and I need to wrap this up. So thanks everyone for listening. Um, I hope my WonderCon review made sense and has compelled you to go for the 2020 convention. I hope you guys go out there. I'd love to meet people who listen to this show and who are interested in going to cons because cons are fun. You can hear my voice. You can hear my voice. I'm getting tired. But um, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Um, sincerestarcasm.net is the website. If you are interested at all at seeing the content that I do, you can see the shows that I'm a part of. Um, I have to update some of the links, but I think I'll do that at the airport. Oh, geez. So much traveling. So tired. I'm so tired. Um, you can send an email if you're interested at all. OFS show O as an ostrich, F as in Frank, S as in Sam show at gmail.com. Uh, any feedback is welcome, good or bad. Uh, you can do what uh, some folk have done and I think is a a grand... I keep... Oh, oh my gosh, I keep, keep hiccuping. It's terrible. But um, And I'm not going to edit it out because I'm, I'm exhausted. Uh, but you can go onto iTunes, go look for Online Friends Simulator and leave a review. Reviews help people find the show and um, it would be so cool, so, so cool, if you, you too left a review. Uh, like Daniel did uh, la- earlier this year. Five-star reviews help the show out. So if you're a fan, do that. That'd be awesome. Uh, 347-450-4335 is the text and voicemail number. So you can leave a voicemail with me, and I'll be happy to play it on the show. Or leave a text, and I'll be happy to read it 
on the show. And lastly, I am at AKA the other guy everywhere. If you follow me on Instagram, you can see all of the, well, not all, but many of the photos from the great Philadelphia comic con in which I will be talking to you about in the next episode. So that's it. That's all. You have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. And please remember, just remember you have a friend in me. Thanks everyone. Bye.